Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast, episode 67. We're all here. I'm Boyd Hilton. Stephanie Seelan is enrobed in a blanket. It's very cold in here. It's fine. And Kara Barrow is also wearing a jacket as well. John Dan put the air conditioning up and we now can't switch it off. John Dan is back, our uh, engineer, technical guru, 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 podcast uh, hero and expert. (laughs) He was missing last week because he was dead to go on holiday and we had to do this kind of do it ourselves in another studio. We were very furious with him. Very yeah. difficult. Apologies for the very swift ending. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, I devastated because I wanted to give Mark Kermode's Secret Cinema a full 55 minute review. Mm-hmm. We ended up having to leave because there was literally a live radio show about to take place. Um, Chris Tarrant's it... daughter. Oh my yeah. God. Chris Tarrant's daughter. We were keeping you her waiting. You made Chris Tarrant's daughter wait. She had one minute for a live show. Mini Tarrant. Mini Tarrant. Or Fia Tarrant. Tarrant, as she's known. Well, she, yeah. kept, she dealt with it very well. She and, was But if you're wondering why I gabbled like my like five sentences into about a half a second <laughs> mini It sounded review. like, you know when a tape mm. tape is played at extra, um, yeah. speed? It was awful. Yeah, yeah, it was it was terrible. But the point is that Mark Kermode's Secrets of Cinema is brilliant and everyone it should watch brilliant. it. I think it starts tonight, doesn't it? If you're listening to this on Tuesday. What a the, treat. The um, 17th. Is that right, of July? Is that the day? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Correct. Anyway, today, this week, it's a brand new week. Oh. Let's forget about the past. Let's move on. Let's move on from the World Cup. I think we've got something... Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, God, the World Cup's too sad. We're mor- but so the good thing, I mean, the World Cup is over, and I'm absolutely in mourning for the whole World Cup. Forget, not just England. The, it's been really enjoyable, World it's Cup. It's, been, it's actually been really enjoyable, it's the incredible. whole thing. I will never forget the day when there were four matches in one day, on oh. the first Saturday of the World Cup. What I mean, a great literally day. That's your dream. 11 Come true. through to 9pm. Mm. No, it's been... Just with the, like, just maybe been... like half, an hour break between each one. I think it's been good for everyone. I think everybody yeah. has enjoyed the Not World Cup. Me. No, everyone no, has, no, yeah. It's no, brought no. the like, nation... Just, yeah, it's been good for the nation. the English nation together. Oh, Even really the Scots has. and the Welsh and the Irish, I think, have been, been quite amused yeah. by it. <laughs> I mean, it gave us Gareth Southgate. It gave us... On such Gareth a global always, scale. He's always been around, but we really... On a global scale. On a global scale, to help us over the... Missing the World Cup in all its glory, we have got some, you know, good new stuff. Orange is the New Black Season 6. Caden wants to do it. Kay still doesn't think. <laughs> oh. Open transparency. Oh. Kay still doesn't like it when we go and review the new series of a show we've already done before. Now, we've got a big thing about this. I think it's fine. It's like saying... I think it's, it's fine too. It's new stuff. It's a completely new series. Cer- it's, it's 13 new episodes. In certain circumstances, I think it is true. And I, I, I Ones in which you and agree. I think actually Orange is... Orange is the New Black is a good choice. Oh, okay. However, I don't know. Do we need to review Sick Note again? Well, we're also reviewing Sick Note again. Yeah, wow. because Boyd has always got his way. Why? Because season two of Sick Note has a whole new role for Lindsay Lohan. I know, Lohan. but you, forgot, you have forgotten the scathing review that Kay gave Sick Note the I first time round. I don't, forget or not, forget me not, I don't unbearable. care. It was just unbearable. It's still valid to do season two of the show, especially when there's a whole huge new role for Lindsay Lohan. I mean that's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I was furious about doing Orange is the New Black and doing Sick Note. Is it, I just I just felt like what's fresh, what's new, guys? That's yeah, what I thought. Thanks, Steph. But you've saved it with the last one. Certainly not these choices. Carry on, Boyd. And finally, <laughs> th- well, this is a sequel to another show as well, The Bletchley Circle. Colon San Francisco is a new series of, a, of the show. The, it was the Bletchley Circle was the original when was the Bletchley on ITV Circle a couple on? of years ago. Now it's been revived. It's got a different. Is, it's got a different name. That's it's got a different name. Same. It's got Colon San Francisco. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's different. It's, it's got not, a colon. I mean, I mean, there's nothing new in the world. That's the big philosophical point mean? to be made. There are no new. There's only like seven stories in the whole of the world, the universe. Everyone should just watch Sharp Objects. Incredibly philosophical. Yeah, there are only seven yeah. stories. Well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have a problem with me. 
insisting we review new series of cl- iconic shows. And Sick Note with, with Lindsay Lohan. Listen, Sick Note is the one that Kay doesn't like. I know. You're I, pointing. Can't wa- you, I can't wait to hear her review. J- almost a jab. Point jab. <laughs> I a will jab. jab. Point. I at, will but jab. But at Kay. Yeah. Well, as we know, Kay, it's not Kay's fault she didn't want to review it. <laughs> God, you know, so much is, infighting. The other thing is, listen, is that the other, I mean, partly the reason why we do these things is because if there were three me. brilliant high-profile new shows, then fine. Oh, is this, where you, is this where you say again that TV's not very good at the moment? Well, no, it's, you're getting over... It's definitely like... It's not quite as full, chock-a-block, as full of brand new stuff as mm. it will be when we hit, you know, late August when suddenly all the new stuff begins. But anyway, just saying. Before all of that, it's time to hear... Steph, what we've been listening to, enjoying, watching generally, and or as we know it, Steph's <laughs> daily minute by minute guide <laughs> to her viewing life. Do you know what? Well, <laughs> come on, you hold can't on a minute. You can't argue with that. No, but I did. Oh. I, I've I've taken all of your comments on board, and this week I can tell you that I will be talking about thirty-two things. No, I will be talking about. Two podcasts okay. and two shows. Okay. And none of these shows are on Netflix. <gasps> wow. What's happened? So wow. let me begin. Are you? But before you get into it, are uh, you going to, at the end of those four, now you said four, right? Let's, oh, I know what you're going right, to yep. say. You're going to say, can I just say, and One then add thing. another 22? I, uh, I mean, you can if you want. I'm I just don't, making, you know. I can't promise I'm not going to okay. say that, okay? All right. All right, but just so you know, there will be a running total at the yeah. end to see if you have lied about yeah. the four. Okay. Okay. Fine, fine. Go ahead. Right, okay. Amazon Prime, a fascinating documentary called The Gut, Our Second Brain. Oh. Oh, I'm going to be well into this. I'm big into the gut, just let you know. Okay. I'm big in the gut scene. I I know you read that book about the gut. Yes, I have. It's absolutely brilliant. Okay, 2013, this this came out. I'm just going to read you this. For years, scientists have known about the existence of another brain within our bodies. Our stomach functions totally independently and does far more than digestion. Absolutely. It's fascinating. It's all it's always talk it's always it's talking all about actually how you know how we say oh this gut instinct, how much there really, really is to that. I'm not gonna give it all away because a lot no of it is sci- about a, the lot, gut, a lot of it is sciencey <laughs> and I just can't quite bring myself to talk about it. But it's really, really fascinating about what you put in your gut and all the things that your gut does. You will love it. Do you know what? The gut needs more respect. Minutes. So I I'm happy about ever, this. I don't think I've ever heard so many mention of the word gut in, in one <laughs> well, two-minute period. You've recently had a gut problem I, yeah, as well, I mean, so thanks, you should be very interested. Up, yeah. And apparently <laughs> the bacteria that we put in our gut affects our personalities. So I'm just of course it say, does. Yeah? Okay. We, we all suffered well, when he was suffering. Yeah. Let's not forget. When you got that champagne yeah, this. very fizzy champagne. Definitely He's had too much mine. top quality champagne. Yeah. And champagne. Mate, you may well laugh, but I can never drink champagne again. Or Carver, or the other one. What's the other one? Oh, poor you. No, no, hashtag no, pray more for no more champagne for Boyd. <laughs> oh, wow. Sarcasm. I'm with her. Anyway, that's on Amazon Prime. Absolutely fascinating. Number one. Right, number one. Okay, <laughs> now I'm going to go to podcast now. Right, I have to say, I haven't watched, and I know that John is going to be very distressed by this, I have not watched the new season of Queer Eye, okay? But I've heard a lot about it and mm. everyone says it's fabulous. We're all disappointed in that stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. But, however, one of these guys, Jonathan Van Ness, who if you if you watch Queer Eye, I'm sure you're already a fan of this person, has got a podcast called Getting Curious. Ooh. And it's just all about the things that he is curious about. It's a weekly thing. He's also on this thing called Gay of Thrones, which sounds amazing. <laughs> Does anyone know what that is? Is it just a pun on Game of Thrones? <laughs> I mean, it is, but is it a podcast? Is what is it? I don't know. Anyway, here are some John of the Dan's topics. Here are some of the topics. How 
how to cut suicide rates in the LGBT community. So like serious stuff, mm. how to apply ethics in everyday life. And then one, the other one is up, that's up there is Who Are You Tan with Tan France, who's from the Queer Eye. But he's absolutely brilliant on this podcast. And I'm, it's, gonna make, it's made me want to watch Queer Eye. Oh, you should watch it. Still available. <laughs> I'd like you to also note how I'm keeping all of my descriptions very brief this week. <laughs> I will be wanting some sort of praise at the end. Number three. Number three, James Comey. Do you know who he is, everybody? Of course. Yes. Former head of the FBI. Mm-hmm. Sacked by... Sacked by, fired by our friend... Donald Trump. Oh, the person Trump who baby. opened the investigation into <laughs> the giant baby. It was very topical because he's, he's, yeah. he's with us. Yeah, he's, and also, can we just say, we, yesterday we saw his, um, his chopper <laughs> go over. Chopper. Not a euphemism. <laughs> Bower Towers. Yeah. He flew over. Those mm. helicopters have been circling yeah, yeah, non-stop. Yeah. Mm. We think it's for a bit of show, actually. We don't think they necessarily need to serve. We were recording this on Friday. As we speak, there's mass protests in around the country. And a big baby. Against the big baby and the floating giant baby thing but we would all be there obviously with our placards but we have to call this podcast so yeah we have to yeah. we've got our, we've brought we've, our placards with we've us we've got the, the yeah. Trump mm. placards yeah. in the background anyway Jay, so new podcast Intelligence Squared mm. yeah I've gone really high brow <laughs> these are good ones I'm Steph I'm James Comey's got his own podcast no now. this oh. is Emily Haverly <laughs> Maitlis she's in conversation oh, with Maitlis. James Comey from Newsnight yeah she's in conversation with James Comey great Okay, so it's James Comey in conversation with Emily Maitlis on Speaking Truth to Power. So he's brought a new book out. His new book is called A Higher Loyalty. Mm. And basically she asks him all the questions that we want to ask. Like, why did you open that investigate, reopen the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails 12 days before the yes. election? Yes. Did, you know, actually, did you realise what you were doing? If you're in any way interested in American politics, obviously our own politics is completely falling apart with the old Brexit stuff. But... Um, this is really brilliant and he's incredibly candid. Oh, I'm and definitely going to Emily's listen to wonderful. That. What's really it called good. again, Steph? Intelligence Squared. Intelligence Squared, the world of debate. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, brilliant new podcast. And lastly, and I do mean lastly. <gasps> Number four. Oh, guys, please, please, please watch this. Nature's Miracle Orphans. Oh, God. Is, is it going to be depressing? No, it... Is it to do with dogs? You've got 26 more days as of today to watch this on the iPlayer. It's absolutely gorgeous, the whole thing. This one is called Monster and Africa, okay? They go to Costa Rica and they talk to this woman and her she's an American woman and she has devoted her life to rescuing sloths. <laughs> Oh and she lives she lives in this little hut with all of these baby oh. sloths just pissing and shitting everywhere <laughs> and it's just so cute it's honestly adorable she is that cute it is, is it seeing so a sloth cute. do a she poop trains i don't know them. she trains them she puts these sloths through a boot camp so they can go back out into the sloth land it's so adorable and Have then you, you also meet a some picture line. of it look that's oh. a sloth oh my god isn't wow. it cute it's Honestly. That was the best scene in that. What was that film Zootopia, wasn't it? It was the brilliant sloth scene, remember? That is Hilarious. a great film. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then Lucy Cook um, is also in it and she meets some lion cubs. But the, uh, watch it for the sloths. Wait, who, what's that on? It's on BBC iPlayer. It's called Nature's Miracle Orphans. Wow. So it's, it's got loads of other orphans in it, but the sloths are a are real best. big part of it. And uh, I have to just, I'm just going to warn you that... One of the problems with sloths, which I'm sure you're all aware of, is that in Costa Rica they do go onto the power lines because they get very confused. Oh, my God. oh so they get frazzled. We can watch frying sloths. No, I'm not saying that they do get fried. I'm just saying that is a problem. And in one 
in one scene, they do go, oh my God, there's a sloth on a telephone line. Oh <laughs> uh, but no, 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 it's still alive. Actually, it's it's still alive. Watch a sloth snuff movie. It's still yeah. alive. It's still alive. But they have, to, they have to phone the local people and say, look, we've got to get this sloth down because as you know, sloths are not a fast moving, they're not a fast moving people. Um, I thought they're the fastest animals. <laughs> and I have to say, do propose of because there are some sad parts. I mean, that all sounds sad. First yeah, of all, they're orphans horrific. and they're getting frazzled. Sloth but... hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is so cute. It is so cute. Yes, please watch okay. it on the iPlayer. Okay. You won't regret it. Uh, is that it? Is that it? Can, of course it's it. As I, I told you, say? two shows and two podcasts and that is it. Can no I just more say... Than... Although, can oh. I... Oh! oh Steph! This is not even self-parody. She genuinely has something else to this add. This is unbelievable. Uh, Steph, I'm going to allow it. Oh, my not, God. We're not, we're not, you know, for, you know. It's no <laughs> censorship here. Come on, then. What is the... F- power. Oh. <laughs> power <laughs> is power. All she can say. She, she can barely get the words out. Power. power. Is that on Netflix, Power Steph? is back on Netflix. Power is back on Netflix. <laughs> Brilliant. It's such a good show, yeah. though. <laughs> She's actually started crying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do need to say, right, Power's back on Netflix. It's a great show. If you have never watched Power before, it's about a, it's about a drug lord. <laughs> right, it's about a drug lord whose ex-girlfriend has become a member of the police force and she's hunting. She's hunting for this to get this huge, find this huge drug lord. And she little does she know it's this guy that she's started dating. Anyway... It's absolutely fabulous. Do you know what so, we've learned from this? Steph's a liar. I mean... <laughs> she said four, she, she meant five. She also I think that is so valid. Power, power. And uh, can I just say... <laughs> right. One more thing. Yeah. Incredible power. Really? Isn't that with Fiddy Scent? Yeah, Fiddy, it's part... He, mm. He's like a producer on yeah, it. Yeah, he's like a producer. He yeah. is a producer on it. It's really, I'm, really good. Do I you think, watch Power? I've watched a few, yeah, but not oh, religiously. So no. good. I'm a busy man. <laughs> I mean, so are good. we... That, I mean, we can only just... Just sit here in awe at your... I'm very uh, sorry. Self-parody. <laughs> hey, what, what about you? Now, I really just do have two things I want to tell you about. Um, right, the first one's a podcast. It's called The Teacher's Pet. And it's by... Have either of you listened to it? No. It's by journalist Hedley Thomas, who investigates a cold case, <gasps> which has been unsolved for 36 years in Australia. Ooh. Yeah. And... It's right up your Hold street, on. Steph. Yep. You've done. You've done. You've done a murder. Steph. I've done yeah. a murder. I'm because I knew she wasn't talk about one, so I had oh. to. Um, it's the case of Chris Dawson married to Lynn Dawson. Now Lynn Dawson goes um, missing. Okay. Okay. He is a rugby league player who, back in the day. You know, so he was very popular, handsome. He's since become like then a PE teacher. He's one of a twin, um, and so on the face of it, you think, oh, okay, wife goes missing. He's accused of the murder. He denies it. That's going to be just that, right? Mm -hmm. But it's so much more than that because it examines... He was one of a twin. It's a really weird kind of twinship. I mean, obviously, they're very close being twins, but it's a bit more than that. Like, they they both then decided to come... um, A boy twin. Boy twins, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Chris and I think it's Paul. And so they both become sports teachers. They live, like, 100 metres apart. When they were younger, they had a shared language that up until the age of seven, they only spoke and had to go to get, like, speech therapy. Separate them. Separate them quickly. Right, well, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't have people speak in their own language. They they speak English now, it's fine. But um, I'll tell you what's intriguing about it is that he basically had an affair with one of his pupils, a 16-year-old called Joanne, and... Joanna, and he was like in his 30s, so twice her age. He in, like brought her into his family, got her to babysit 
for because um oh, a classic has, trick. yeah classic. has two kids lynn has two they both have two yeah. kids together and got her to babysit lynn suspects nothing which in itself you're like lynn. Did, did she not suspect lynn. anything you know she started sleeping over because she was having problems at home chris was oh. like oh she has to stay with us was once caught swimming naked in the swimming pool this kind of stuff Rude. anyway after um and he was known to be a bit violent and stuff like this. Anyway, when Lynn goes missing, she goes missing. He doesn't report it for, I think it's like six weeks or something. Yet two days later, this Joanna's fully living in the house. And the, you know, the, what? the husband's getting her, the kids to call her mom. You know, he wants to marry her as soon as possible. Did he not think anyone was going to notice? It's a, it's a little bit suspicious, right? Oh my well, God. Well, anyway, so two coroners ruled that he murdered her. Like of course Lynn, he did. In January 82. <laughs> but no charges were brought against him. Because they couldn't, didn't have a body. No, because the director of public prosecutions ruled that there was insufficient evidence. So even though, like, her whole family, everyone believes that he, you know, um, murdered her so he could move on with his new life, buried her in the bush. Which bush? Just the Australian bush. bush. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bush. You know, the bush. Um, yeah, and so anyway, so it's fascinating on that level, but mm. also what's happened is because at that time in the high school that he taught in where he had, you know, this affair with this student affairs with students were rife there was a whole batch of like teachers who were doing that and since the second episode onwards like so i'm on episode four these girls have come forward and are now like wanting to bring action against the teachers and stuff Good. like that yeah so it's really really interesting mm. so we anyway, do know that what was the name of that podcast Thank okay you. the it's called the teacher's pet and Ooh. i think there's maybe eight mm? ten minute episodes okay. and it's really good so yeah. get on it i well, feel like that's, that's too you wouldn't recommend jaunty. anything it's not really good no she Sorry. wouldn't she's not Carry like on. me <laughs> next don't get smart okay so my next recommendation which is also very good boyd is right did anyone see who do you think you are with olivia coleman yes. no right oh did you okay yes. so boyd you will know obviously as an actress we're all United in that oh, we think we she's love her. extraordinary mm. as a human be a human being she's even better she's so lovely she um, explores so if anyone hasn't seen the show basically it's um, a genealogy show where stars explore their family trees um, new series this turn was of Olivia Coleman who looked into her family tree and she said her father's side the Colemans are all in like Norfolk she knows all about them but it was more the mother's side she hadn't ever known much about someone thought oh there was a French lady in the mix you know she didn't know all of this leads her to India where her Ooh. great 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 grandmother had a very turbulent story there I won't go I don't want to ruin it but Olivia says in this you know she's not particularly brave in terms of traveling and everything so it's so nice because she goes on this like journey to India um she learns so much about her family and she becomes so overwhelmed because it's a it's a quite a sad story actually oh. but with a happy ending and she is so overcome with emotion and like this wide-eyed excitement she feels about it and like because of the way the story is that um with her great-great-grandmother and she's got young children herself she just feels it so intensely but I just, I just loved it. That, that's, the, that's the whole thing about who do you think you are, isn't it? Getting them to cry. It is very moving. And yeah. like, she's just, it's such a treat to spend an hour in her company. Mm. Oh, um, and she's a real giggler, which I love. It was on last week. It was on the iPlayer. Yeah, it's on the iPlayer. Yeah. Okay, I can catch it. So when you watch uh, Miracle Orphans and I'll watch Livia Carmen. I'll catch up with the sloths. Yeah. Boys. Well done. Well done, everyone. <laughs> well, brevity and um i stuck to two I, two things i said oh, i mean you yeah absolutely and you're right you're right too how many things are you um, going to talk about because we one, now we do this thing where we say how many we're going to do one and a half yeah that's oh. weird kind of two yeah not many um quickly i'm gonna two say, and a half this is a quick one this is the half <laughs> Okay, half. I mean, half. I don't know how this is going to work Because out. I mentioned this before, Hotel Artemis, the film... You've mentioned it already? Yeah, I mentioned it weeks ago when I first saw it. It's actually out on Friday now. It's the film from Drew Pierce, uh, 
British first debut film. He wrote Iron Man 3. Um, it stars Jodie Foster, first it, Jodie acting Foster. role for five years. Yeah. She's brilliant. It's a great thing about this. Um, this She runs this private hospital Asylum. for villains, for psychopaths, for assassins. Oh, yeah, they all you did gather. About it. LA's burning, there's riots. Yep. It's all about it. It's great. It opens on Friday. That, that was a ho- See? I, yeah, half. Yeah, that was a half. Very yeah, brief. yeah, I could hear what you mean. <laughs> Um, I was going to mention The Fourth Estate. Is anyone watching that on BBC Two? It's this reporting Trump's first year. So it's topical <gasps> with Trump yeah. at the moment. <laughs> on uh, Sundays on BBC Two, this is it's an incredibly incisive documentary about how the New York Times is covering uh, Donald Trump's presidency. And it's, it's I mean, it's really, it's, it's not so much, I mean, it is about Trump, but it's about modern journalism. And you, if you watch, you know, Kay, I was mm. going to say to you, because often I sit next to Kay, and her, she often, when the um, alert comes up on the New York Times is screen okay will literally see it and then the and when we look at the story and see what it is that you see how that works how that process works oh, really? are they going to alert it or not is it worthy of an alert oh. then they sit there writing the story and the evidence is standing over them going no do that don't do that and the best thing about it was in the episode that went out last week so it's, it's there's been about three or four so far um they all talked about Twitter and how all the journalists can't stop themselves from tweeting about Donald Trump particularly because obviously Donald Trump's yeah. tweeting about – he hates the New York Times because it's fake news and he's always mm. provoking them. And a lot of their senior journalists tweet back or tweet, quote him, and they you know they defend themselves and they attack him. And the management of the New York Times want them to stop. They want them to stop tweeting because they don't think it helps the situation. You know, mm. like, Why? Because they're just like exacbating it. Exacerbating it, yeah. it. And they get – literally as soon as one of them tweets it, they'll get thousands of Trump supporters right. having a go at them, calling them fake news. And they're like, what does it achieve? So you, know, you, have these me- you see these meetings where the senior oh, man- manager thinks, right. can you just stop tweeting? And then these guys can literally cannot stop themselves. They're like, oh. But then it's censorship. It's like it's he's doing what he wants, yeah, right? Yeah, but, you know, it's... it's I can see both sides, but in the end, it's like you can't, you just can't stop them. People are just too. So, how many episodes is this? Um, I think there's like four or five so far, um, three or four. It's every week. Check and it is out. it on iPlayer? It's on iPlayer, of course. I started listening to that Caliphate thing that John recommended, and it is absolutely top draw, John. Thank you very much. I think this counts as another entry. I, do you know how oh, long? Oh, wow. I mean, this is like, Can you're now finding this new ways no, 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 to no, weasel in. Yes, I don't yes. think you understand. Now as soon as you I said New understand. York Times, right, I have been suppressing <laughs> me trying, saying, <laughs> can I just say? You I have really tried hard not to say that. You've and I did say it. Boyd section now. Incredible. So that is, what is Incredible. that, the sixth? Yeah. I can't help it. I mean, are you going to interrupt the meeting in a minute for one of your Probably. I mean. This is what you're capable of. God, I'm a monster. So, uh, oh, that was the fourth. So the fourth episode uh, just went out on the last episode on Sunday, fifteenth. So all four will now be on um, on the iPlayer, which is nice. So and it's called Fourth thing. Estate. The Fourth Estate, reporting Fourth. Trump's first year, BBC Two. And finally, I was going to mention uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, which I saw last night, last week, and um, it's not, it's out next Friday. But it's so brilliant. It's so good. It's the best Mission Impossible film so far, really? and I love the first one. Yeah, Mission I love Impossible the Brian was great. Palmer first film. Um, but they're just, it's directed by Christopher McQuarrie and written by him, who did the last one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the Jack Reacher films. I think the first I really Jack like the Jack Reacher really films. Really like the Jack Reacher films. Huge Jack Reacher fan. It looks incredible. Um, it's got a brilliant, like, old school, grainy film quality. You know, a lot of films now mm. are a fairly kind of bland looking, mm-hmm. sheeny thing going on. This looks like almost like a 70s kind of grain to it, which is very mm. geeky of me to say, but it's true. Um, it's. It's got incredible. The action is unbelievable. It's like they've taken a James Bond films and they've gone. We're going to do all the best James. You know when there was that like helicopter fight at the beginning of the last James That's Bond very film. Good. The they do one of that, but better. You better. Know, they, better. Better. How can that better. be better? It's better. It's better. Well, what better. Is it better? Hey, you know I'm a huge Bond fan. And you know how much I. You- 
You can't say best oh, no. one. This is like you know, there was the big toilet, oh, God. big toilet fight in Casino Royale. The pre-credit sequence of Casino yeah. Royale. Do you remember that in black and white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The toilet in, fight in this is unbelievable. Better. What you're it's saying better. is that they're just like it's derivative. They're just re, they're just regurgitating it's, Bond. You could say it's a homage. So is I mean, that the better? Whole thing, the whole thing is like Bond, but with a gang, isn't it? It's like his gang, and he, you know, really and love Mission Impossible films. They're great. I think, Tom, I think Tom's is, such an amazing movie brilliant. star. The stunts in this, and you know, it's that stunt he famously broke his. Yeah, um, he hurt yeah, himself. Hurt, hurt his paw, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And you see that moment. What was really funny was I was watching it in a packed cinema of, of film critics, where everyone was there. So everyone gasped. Where everyone literally, <laughs> we all knew it was this moment, and it's a and that is an so he runs across the rooftops of central London, kind of like you. It's, I don't know how they did it, and he's literally running there, and they and you see, um, you know, like the the shard and the mm. the Tate Modern. He's running kind of across wow. all of that, trying to get to the villain mm. um, who is at the Tate Modern. It's so brilliantly done, and Simon Pegg. The dweeb character is monitoring, but he doesn't realise he's running. He thinks he's running on the street, so he's going go left, go right. And Tom Cruise is like, no, 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 I'm running across the rooftops of office buildings and running into office buildings oh, and jumping out of windows. Yeah. It's so clever, and that is the moment. The moment where he hit, hurts himself is in this where he jumps across from one building to another, and he really did. He literally jumped from one building to another, oh, and he grabs yeah. onto it, and you see everyone goes, "Ooh!" Why like, does the whole he do cinema, this? He doesn't need to do it. The whole cinema he's is in pain. Such a pro. But it's a brilliant. I scene. mean, oh, he's a pro with a broken paw. I yeah. I know. And, f- and it's also the film, which because Henry Cavill's in it, the main new, oh, new yes. character. Is he the villain? I cannot say okay. what he's doing. Okay. Um, he's a CIA uh, uh, operative, is what he is, but he's brought in by um, the boss of the CIA uh. to kind of spy, to watch over Tom Cruise. Right. In so he's not a villain. He's a, he's a supervisor. A, he's a supervisor. <laughs> so yeah. when you said you couldn't say what he was, you can. Well, I can. <laughs> okay, I can. I'm not, that's not spoiling it. Yeah, that is that, that is what he is. And um, but what's funny is this is the film where he famously grew a moustache. So I guess to separate because they're both hunky, big hunky guys, mm. right? I mean, Tom Cruise I mean, is in his fifties. Uh, yeah. Henry Cavill, what you don't like Cavill? No, no I'm saying Tom Cruise. She's saying is Tom he, Cruise is a not big. Tom, not hunky. I mean, is he still a hunk? Yeah, he's a. He's, hey, I don't know. He's one what, of the only true movie stars that's left. Look. Don't attack me. Tom I'm just saying. This film climbs a mountain. He climbs a, a mountain. Listen, like a lot of people climb mountains. They're not angle. all handsome. That's all I'm saying. I'm, saying, I'm saying he's a hunk. That's just a hunk and a handsome. You Come can, on, Kay. Saying, I'm I'm saying, I think we should do a pog pog. Remember, top, let's take remember it. Let's take it to the people. All right. Let's well, I think it's undeniable he's hunky, even in his early I'm, I'm with you. But anyway, what I'm saying is. Him, Henry Cavill is the big new character. Obviously, Henry Cavill is Superman, literally Superman. Mm. Um, he's also a huge, big, hunky guy. Yeah, yeah, he's and, a hunk. Right. So uh, I get. I'm guessing to differentiate them, you know, to make because Tom Cruise is clean shaven, yeah. the ultimate kind of all American. Cavill's given this kind of moustache and rugged, beard thing, look, right? Rugged look. And that's why he had to reshoot Superman. Then when they did Superman reshoots for that terrible film oh, with God, Justice I hate League, that film. they had to they had to CGI out his moustache. Famously, and he looked weird. He looked really. If you look at it, if you watch Justice League yeah. now, certain things look bizarre. His top lip looks all weird. Get rid weird of the tash because of this tash, and it and it. You can see why they insisted on him having this tash. That's a great film. fact. Yeah. Why did anyway, they not just put on like a fake tash for him? Well, because you'll see, because it's all it's part. He's, he's he's got all facial hair. It's just a one big face first thing. Face first. Yeah. Mm, so they want the to keep first. it real, keep it real, do it real, do it properly. Okay, but fair it's enough. just it is. Great I think it's gonna news. be one of the all-time great action films. Mm. See well, it. we'll be the judge Out of that. next Friday. And now, tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless oh, that, you. That might Boyd. be the new thing. I and now, like tweets. Okay, so first up, we have. Let me re- read this one out from uh, Mark Mansfield. He's our. He names himself Pog58. 
And wow. he says, hi, two things. Girls. Pog 58, what does that mean? When we were getting reviews and we were numbering oh. them. He's Pog 58. He's the 58th person to leave a review. And we were very oh, grateful, I, Mark. So I thank you. That. I want them all to call, set, call themselves the names. Pog 1, Pog 2. Oh, that's brilliant. But also use their names. Anyway, Mark says, um, girls, sit the great and wonderful Boyd down and give him a little bit of a ticking off. Ooh. Oh, I love this. This oh, is this right. Is this no is problem. Like, oh. You two have been waiting for this. Yeah. yeah, right up our street. Tell him that technically <laughs> he's no more a vegetarian than he is a Spurs supporter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and change the subject. We've just watched season two of The A Word. Has it not been recommissioned? Ended up in the air a bit. Regards, Marky Mansfield. Kiss. Um, the A word, yeah, the brilliant um, thing about the boy uh, with, with the autistic spectrum. I don't think it has been recommissioned. I don't think that means it's been axed, though. I think they just haven't decided fully yet. I think it may end up recommissioned. Oh, I think it took okay. a fair while. I loved that. It was brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. But I don't think I'm not. I don't think it's been axed officially. I just don't think it's been yet recommissioned. With Morven Christie and yeah. Christopher Eccleston. Christopher yeah. Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. I hope it comes back. We hope so. And um, you are not a vegetarian. You know you're I not. I don't claim to be a vegetarian. You do claim to be a vegetarian. I mean, you do. I you do. so oh do. God. This is ridiculous. Boyd, we but could bring up files which say, I'm a where you go, I'm a vegetarian. And then I go, Boyd, yeah. are you a vegetarian? But you eat chicken. Oh, yeah, I'm a vegetarian that eats chicken. Yeah. And I'm not so sure you don't eat sausages <laughs> because when I said you eat sausages, you were like, oh, uh, no. Oh so God. I'm just saying. This is fake news. This yeah. is like, <laughs> well, since when have you two been like the new Donald Trump well, of this podcast? Just saying. All right. Well, let's move on to now. Um, Paul Richmond. AKA at PR10, great, great handle. Yeah. Um, and he says, great pod guys, the bridge deserved an in-depth spoiler chat. So sad it had to come to an end. Love the pilot of Our Sharp- chat, not the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, love the pilot of Sharp Objects and the gateway pod sounds intriguing. We'll give PAHR, and that took me a long time to figure out that was that hanging rock thing, what was it? Oh yeah, picnic at hanging rock. Yeah, yeah. he's going to give that a miss after our reviews. Mm. Oh, did we <laughs> give it a bad review? I haven't listened to that one yet. Yeah, oh. we did. Yeah, hold on, you haven't listened to that podcast you went on. No, I haven't. Oh. <gasps> all of them about Steph. ten times. I, I, I li listen. I've got. I've this got gives an insight into mine. Yeah, she's yeah, not. I mean, she's not I willing. Was to very revealing. Yeah, this is very revealing. I had two our pod. She listens to at least ten voice. times each. Yeah. If I'm not on it, and the sound of my <laughs> own voice shit. is not echoing through my ears, wow. then I frankly I don't want to wow. know. Anyway, he says the film is a classic. May watch that again instead. Thanks yeah, for I mean, I have good. Paul? good uh, definitely watch the class of the film. Yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> no, it's good. To, good point to rewatch the film because it yeah. it's on um, iTunes. I know that, and I think it might even be on Netflix. But yeah, check it out. Everything's on Netflix. That's Everything. it. Well done. Thank you very much for your tweets and stuff. And now, <laughs> oh, that's good. We move on to the meat. Not literally the meat, which I don't eat. You see, because I'm a vegetarian. You are a fake. That is fake news. Orange is indeed the new black. And it's season six. Well, oh. orange is the old black, really, isn't it, with this? Because it is six seasons deep. It's not new in any way. Sorry, sorry, I'm just... It's a great point. Yeah. Are you telling me you're on this bandwagon of not wanting to review? Anyway, we've dealt well, with that. fine. But do, you, do you want to... Are you keeping up with the ONITB? Do you want to describe what the hell's going on now that you've now that you've kind of turned your nose up at it already? Well, I do not watch Orange is the New Black oh, okay. at all. Okay. And so the only times I've ever watched it is when you oh. made me review it before okay. and then this time. I'm going to do it then. Fine. Because I am a fan of ONITB. Have you watched all of the seasons? Pretty much, yeah. In and out, yeah. In, in and, and out. out in and out. In and out because yeah. it's not that good. No, Is it's that really why? Good. Okay, it's fine. Really good. The what? last... Sorry? 
No, I was just going to just move it on. Okay, <laughs> good point. Kay's in move on mode. What's it all about, Boyd? Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black is the um, prison set drama um, set in, in Litchfield Penitentiary, or at least it is until now. And it all it's all based on a real-life book um, in which um, the character of Piper, played by Taylor Shilling, is a nice Bill Cosby woman who got involved in a dodgy drug runner. Her ex fell in love with her, played by Laura Prepon. They ended up in prison together. They then kind of formed a relationship. At the end of the last season, was very bold. So all the way through the previous seasons, it's been, you know, life in this world, getting to know the different gangs, often along ethnic lines and racial lines. Um, it's a kind of, you know, it's, it's almost entirely female cast, the, the, apart from the people who run the jail, which are often the horrible, exploitative, mm, the wardens. bad guys. Yeah, they're really nasty, really nasty, nasty bastards. Then what was brilliant about the season five was, I think, to, 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 to freshen it up, they made it a, a, an intense focus. The whole thing was set in this three-day period. As you may remember, we reviewed the first episode. Oh, in yeah, this the riot. Where there was a big riot, which kicked off when one of the prison guards was attacked, and then that was a whole big thing. He was shot, wasn't he? Yeah, and at the end of the last season, um, not only did um, Piper propose to Lauren, they, they, they're now engaged to, to be married together, but also a lot of the characters were left in the bunker, and you didn't know what was going to happen to them. As the as the, the kind of cops and the military people, the CERT security people, raided the whole thing, rounded people up, and another... Um, uh, in, uh, Guard was shot accidentally by fella by one of these guys in the raid, and now part of in, as this new series begins, the prisoners we know and love, most of them are in the new high security part of the jail. It's Maximum a whole new security. world. It's a much more. I do not want to be there. Do you ever want to see Oz, the classic? Oh, yeah. Oz yeah. is. Brilliant. Do you know where can you watch Oz now? Because that is incredible. Uh, Sky Atlantic um, did recently repeat quite a lot of it. It's I think very hard going. You can get it on Sky Box sets. Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Oz, Oz, is, Oz is an iconic show. So I think there's a little bit of the Oz design, don't mm. you? The new, yeah, actually, sleeker, yeah. modern yeah. looking place where they all are. Mm. Meanwhile, Piper doesn't know where Alex is. She's not around. So a lot of the characters, and the main characters we know and love, are kind of all here in the new setting, but not. Poor Alex, don't know what's happened to her yet, at least in the first episode, and I'm a bit into the second episode as well. Uh, meanwhile, the um, the kind of people in charge and the um, police are investigating all of the main characters we know and love, and they're, they're trying to find out which of them killed this um, officer, who was in fact actually killed by one of them anyway, so the whole thing. One of the guards. They're right, investigating the security teams. They investigate themselves, but they're investigating the prisoners. And the whole thing begins in very exciting style, I thought, with um, the character of Suzanne Crazy Eyes, played by Uzo Dupe, who's won um, Emmys for her rock performance in the show. She is um, she has many issues, mental health issues, and she needs medication in this because she's gone to this new place and hasn't been given a medication. It begins in this kind of phantasmagorical fantasy sequence. That is such a brilliant word. Say it again. Phantasmagorical. Oh. Yeah. Um, including where there's like the game show Jeopardy with the it's, real with the dude, real guy yeah, yeah who plays himself and you don't really know what's going on it's very disorientating and I thought it was a brilliant start I'm already reviewing it fine um, because it shows you how disorientated she is and they're all a bit disorientated and there's new prisoners there's a new character um, called Madison Murphy called Badison because she's so bad mm. badass see what they did there yeah very good and I love this show so I, um, I'm completely on a biased level insisted we review the sixth season even though we had reviewed season five and even you know you're not a huge fan of it at least um steph because i just think it's a really good quality kind of semi-revolutionary show in the sense that it's totally created genji Cohen created it um a very it's you know it's all it's created by mostly written by mostly directed by jodie foster directs some episodes does she yeah. um 
and it's it's you know I don't want to go feminist, but it is a big thing that it's completely about <gasps> yeah. this world of women, different women, different ethnicities. I also think it's just really compelling. I, feel like, I want to know what happens to them. I so feel I like I feel like if I'd watched, started watching it yeah. six years ago, yeah. then I probably would really right. love it. But I just think it's too late now. It is. To get into it. Yes. But don't you think, so out of all the things we're reviewing this week, this is my favourite thing that we've reviewed because it is a quality drama. Yeah. Like it's the fact it, that they, yeah. that beginning sequence is so impressive. This thing where she's kind of like, it's like. She's in a dream. Hallucin- yeah. yeah, it's almost hallucination. She's like <sighs> having an episode. Yeah. And it's, it. you can tell the, a good quality drama, like one that's got money behind it and like inventiveness. They spend so much time on this sequence and it's so impressive and so inventive and you're like I, I, I thought it was extraordinary I that literally first cannot agree with you more about this first sequence because the brilliant thing about that is because obviously this has been going on for so long if, but if you don't watch it and you don't know actually that incredible sequence shows you so much about those individual those individual characters so mm. you know you kind of glean what their personality is like and you know the situation they're in. It's but like from a fun like catch-up guide. Phantasmagorical way. <laughs> yes. It's very, very clever. I've never seen anything done yeah. like that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like it's not something I can go back to now and watch yeah, from season can. one. I, I reckon you could. Well, I, um, I did enjoy, I did enjoy, I, I'm not, like, I'm not saying a huge fan. I, yeah. di- I did enjoy, really, really enjoy this episode though. Good. I did think it was very good and I really like, um, is Laurie Petty in it? All the, has she been in it all the way along? Uh, which one's she? She is the one who is um, Laurie Petty. She's standing when um, she's having hallucinations when the doctor's talking to her. Yeah. She's the one oh, with, the with glasses, with, with glasses, who's going, I remember you, I remember you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Laurie yes. Petty. Has she been yes. in it all the way yes. along? Okay. Yeah. There's so many good characters. That's the thing. There's no dud characters, and each character's got their own backstory, which I really like. Don't you think? Yeah. Can I and, ask a question about... Um, so Taylor, Taylor Schilling's character, who's Piper, mm. this Laura Prepon, isn't it, who plays Alex? Yeah. I remember from before. Right. So we, did they? So they were together on the outside. No, they were. They, yeah, when they so they they had a relationship. Then when before they, they went split to prison, up, split up. Yeah, and then when they got to prison, they were they weren't, and then they they were thrown together in this situation. Yeah, even though they had split up at that point. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, that's handy, isn't yeah, it? If your yeah. ex gets put yeah. in prison with you. Absolutely. Also, yeah. something very worth noting is that it's actually very funny. It yeah, is funny. It is very it's, funny. Yeah. The whole scene, there's a scene where they're having to exercise in a room and walk like a meter away from each other, all of them very fast, not running in a yes, circle around a room. And scene. I was absolutely yeah. cracking up at that yeah. because they every time they have to pass another one of the girls, they have to move to the left and go passing. And two girls are basically chasing each other because they want to kick each other's head in. But it's yeah. weird. And it was really, really amusing. It's and weird, they've been given it? very strict rules yeah, not to do, to do what exactly they do immediately. But it's weird, isn't it, how it can be... So I mean, so there's so a lot of horrific things happen in this episode as well. Yeah. But it, I don't know, like the it's tone bl- is very jumpy, isn't it? From like something horrific happening, the yeah. guards do something terrible. Been, Has yeah. it always been like it's that? It's always had that black comedic quality where they will show you anything. Like the violence is absolutely realistic, so they will yeah. not shirk on the grotesque, sometimes violence and the horrible stuff that the you know. There's a scene where the two women are yeah, forced really... to kiss each other, but yeah. it's basically it's a bit of a me too. I thought comment yeah. on that that this guy kind of you know, abuses them psychologically mm. in the shower. And, sh- and that, I thought, was a definite comment mm. on that kind of thing. It shows you that grimness, because it is, you know, nothing grimmer, really, than life in prison. No. But managed to be funny in a very 
dark, dark humor, yeah, witty, sharp way. Just because I wanted to double check about your lorry question. She's been she was in seasons three and four. Okay, so I don't think she's not she's not every single season. Yet. But, this, but I don't think you have to go back and pre-watch all the seasons. Uh, you can just carry on from now. That's no, the but the point is she can. Like as soon as oh, she's yeah. saying, yeah, I'm saying you don't. It's have all to on fret. Netflix, isn't it? You don't have to fret about catching up because you <laughs> know just... it's the kind of show where if you enter it, whatever point you enter it, and not every show is like this, but I think this is wherever point you enter it at, they do very cleverly show you kind of where the characters are at in their lives, so this, you can watch yeah. it from this well, point this onwards and have a great time. I'm giving it four stars. Move on. I'm giving it five. I'm giving it four. That's Orange is the New Black, which drops in classic Netflix style season six, all the episodes, Friday, next Friday, July 27, Year of Our Lord, 2018. <laughs> now, Kay's favourite show. Oh, Sick Kay. Note. Sick note. Your I'll favourite. <laughs> Kate's got this kind of like provocative look on her yeah. face. Like, she, I want to get into this show. I'm going yeah. to describe it. Go on then. Okay, so created by James Sarah Fenowitz, Fenowitz and um, Nat Saunders. Um, it's a comedy. So, in the first season, Rupert Grint's character, Daniel, is uh, misdiagnosed with terminal cancer, right? Cancer. Of the esophagus. Yeah. Um, by a doctor who is clearly ill-equipped to be a doctor and mm. is a doofus called Dr. Glennis, played by Nick Frost. Before he realised he's misdiagnosed, he realised how nice... He's a bit of a loser, this character, Daniel, and he realised how nicely everyone suddenly treats him in this, like, call centre-type place he works. And he, he gets quite well accustomed to it and he thinks, yeah, this is great. And then when he finds out, he thinks, well, actually, why do I have to tell anyone that I'm not really dying of cancer? Because he was going to get fired. Yeah. And then he tells them... Exactly, that, yeah. so he doesn't get fired then. He's like, yeah, actually, this could work out quite nicely. Um, and so that's all the first series is involved with that. And surprise, surprise, it keeps going in uh, season two. Bit of a one-trick pony. No, no, I'm joking. Um, I don't think you are. As it picks up, so Daniel's still pretending to be ill and Dr. Glennis, Nick Frost, is still struggling to keep a track of all their lies. Um, but it's going to get a whole lot worse because Daniel's a big gay man. He's been... Pl- his online partner in America has decided, Will 5000, his um, name is, played by Dustin Demery Burns, decides to come to London to see him, essentially to blackmail him, because he knows everything that's happened um, about the lies, about the cancer, but also in the first season, he um, he killed his best friend. Well, he right? found out that his best friend was a nasty bastard. Yeah, because mm. che- his girlfriend, Daniel's girlfriend, was cheating with his best friend. And then, um, yeah, the best friend dies, and he's been covering it up. So... This gamer friend from America knows all about that, decides, right, I'm going to get some money out of this situation. Um, so that happens. And also um, the other strand, as Boyd mentioned in the beginning, is that Lindsay Lohan joins the cast as the daughter of the boss um, of this um, call centre where Daniel works, who this was the guy who was going to sack him. Anyway. Played by Don Johnson. Mm. Yeah, played by Don Johnson. Anyway, that character dies. And mm. so his daughter, played by Lindsay Lohan, comes over to manage the company. Um, and yeah. She wants to save the company. That's about it. Yeah. Do you well, like my sum up? I liked your, I liked mm. your catch up. Very Thank good. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So we did review. I remember now we this did. Uh, this series in season one, and I can't remember. I remember Kay. So Kay took against it, as you remind us already. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Fully. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. No. Take it. Oh, good. That's when you okay. found it hilarious. No, I thought it was funny. So yeah, it's because it's another black comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's this very is, the whole funny. point of this is that it's taking the idea of this guy who's diagnosed with cancer wrongly and sticking with that lie. Yeah. And it's kind of like how far will everyone go once a lie spirals out of control? So there's a 
blackness to the comedy from that that it dares mm-hmm. to that he, these people are daring to use to lie about cancer. It's it's doing that. Then there's death, accidental death when he hit the. But it's that, so funny. That up. The accidental death. Yeah. But he basically, what happens when the where this is in the first season? A little bit of a spoiler, but now you know he's dead. Basically, his best friend is sleeping with his girlfriend, and then he's hiding in his bathroom. Then he climbs outside, holds onto the drain pipe. Yeah, he's on the window. So, and yeah. then Rupert Grint's character accidentally kills him. And yeah. it's oh, it's so farcical. This thing, it's so yeah. funny. It is farcical, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. black. So it's like how it's can so for funny. me this is like one of those shows that is. Like a um, Coen Brothers film, I think I said this last yes, time. Yes, yes, uh, it is. Like and that's that. probably why Kate doesn't like us repeating ourselves because I say the same thing. But it's got that quality to it where it's stretching your credulity and almost the powers of the writers themselves to go, right, we've started with this one thing, it's spiraling out of control. Everyone is like getting into a ridiculous situation. How far can we take it? I think it's taking it very well. What about you? I, I am going to say the same thing I said. I absolutely love Nick Frost. Try and change it a little bit, otherwise oh, okay, Kay will be furious. Right. No, it's okay. fine. I like repetition. Two things. Nick <laughs> Frost. Like repetition. Nick Frost. Two people <laughs> that we don't see enough on television. Nick Frost. Of course. And Lindsay Lohan. I find Lindsay mm. Lohan so incredibly watchable. And she is very funny. She's brilliant in this role. It's sort of perfect for her. Yeah. And she She's did, like an eccentric just... um, woman. She's running this like... Gorilla ape thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. Back, she's she's breastfeeding gorillas. Yeah, she says she wants to get back to Nigeria to her family, and then yeah. transpires yeah. the family is gorillas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, have you um, embraced this show more than you did when we first forced you to watch it? No. <laughs> what do you mean? No, not what at all. You? No, I do don't. Not? I mean, I'm not going to slag it off. Say, I don't. Be honest. It's, you know. No, what's, what's wrong with it oh. for well, you? It's just not my cup of tea, humor-wise. Like dog poo on the shoe doesn't make me laugh. Where's the dog poo on the shoe bit? There was literally a bit with Oh, yeah, 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 when Nick he gets Frost, dog poo. Yeah, gets dog poo. <laughs> I mean, that's actually accurate. Yeah, but then he has to pretend he needs to go and get a new shoe, but actually he's finding out about yeah. something else. I mean, Nick Frost's character is an endless series of kind of he's slapstick. The, yeah, he, yeah, like, he's the best thing about this. I, yeah. I really do love him, and I think, actually, Lindsay Lohan is great in it, but because the humour is not my kind of humour, I don't think I'll be watching it again. Wow. Okay. Um, I want to give a shout-out. Nick Frost is... Brilliant in it as, as the kind of posh doctor in Glass. I also love his wife, played by Pippa Oh, she's really Warner. good. Yeah, he's what brilliant. What stuff has she been in? Why she's do been, I recognise her? Is she, is she from... She's not the woman from um, British Empire, is she? Or she just looks like that woman from British Empire? She might be. You're literally tagging onto my uh, a T-shirt. No, she's stick. not. She's too young to be that woman. Uh, Stephen Boyd now Google. touching. While I carry on... You do a Google. Have a look. Okay. Um, she said, you you recognise her. She's instantly recognised. She, but she's very, very funny. And what I, like, I love about their relationship, she kind of just accepts his utter... Doofusness mm. um, of her husband, Paper Nick Frost, a complete, uh, you know. She's like, a social climber and just wants to, like, yeah, you know. Of course. So she, yeah, when we know. She's upwardly mobile. But she also kind of has, I think, you know, there's a fondness for him and his idiotic ways. Mm. And whatever moronic stuff he gets up to, she just kind of like accepts it and deals with it in a very straightforward, mm. moving on kind of way. I think it's really funny. There's a great scene where um, they end up in a tennis. Oh, that tennis scene is really, really funny. funny. That was, yeah. I think, that, I think. It's good. That, no, that was a good scene. Yeah. That was a good scene. I think it's great because it's there kind of isn't anything else like it on TV. It's it's showing us this storyline where one horrendous, terrible lie yeah. has gone completely crazy and how it's affecting all these people's lives. And I and I like how in the middle of it is Rupert Grint's very normal kind of unassuming guy who's embroiled in it. So it's not I think the characters aren't stereotyped and cliched, they're different, and Lindsay Lyon is a great addition to it. She is brilliant. She's really good. Yeah. So yeah, it's Four and a half stars from me. It's two and a half from me. Whoa, scathing. It's not even a recommendation. Four from me. Sick note, series two. Eight episodes are on their way on the Sky One and Now TV. 
from Thursday, the 26th of July, 10pm. And it starts off with a double bill because Lindsay Lohan doesn't arrive till episode two of the series. I think it's good they've done a double bill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go have a double bill. Double bubble. (laughs) Finally, in the meet, it is the Bletchley Circle colon San Francisco. Mm. Steph. I'll describe it. I'll take it on. Why not? Right. So we begin meeting some lovely ladies who work in Bletchley as code breakers during the war. Um, so we're introduced to uh, three women. One woman who is disheartened with the Americans and thinks they're all up to no good and that we actually shouldn't share information with them. And she's harping on about that and saying how much she doesn't like them. But there's a party that evening. So one of the girls says, look, come to the party, meet some Americans, it'll all be fine. Anyway, she throws something in the trash that she shouldn't. Her boss finds out and she gets fired. This all happens in the first five minutes, so it's not a spoiler. <laughs> and also what I'm going to say now is not a spoiler. <laughs> she's, None of this is yeah, a spoiler. Right. She's saying it up so that she's going to describe yeah, every single minute of this program. Yeah. <laughs> she goes to the party. Brilliant. Said lady goes to the party. She makes some nasty comments to someone. We see... A belt, <laughs> a, pel- a belt being Sounds removed. A bit risky. And the next thing we see is the poor lady who didn't really like the Americans. She's only she's only gone and snuffed it, hasn't she? She's only been killed, and her tongue's been cut out, and there is a symbol on her palm. That's all we know. Yeah. Mm. We're brought back together. But I thought it says here two years after we last saw women, but I thought it was I thought it was like ten years later when I watched it. Do you remember um, how many years later? No, but this is two years after the last series, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so yeah. this is so it's like it is like it is like fourteen years later, I think. So anyway, the two women, the woman who fired her and the woman who made her go to the party, find out that there's been another murder in San Francisco, a series of murders which are remarkably similar to this murder of their friend. And what do they do? They decide to go to San Francisco and see if they can't just solve this case. <laughs> As you do. And that is it. Yeah. Um, now, this is a slightly in- very interesting um, story of this show because this four years ago, the Bletchley Circle, the original Bletchley Circle, which was about the heroic women um, codebreakers in Bletchley, um, was, you know, a kind of medium success on ITV. Then they cancelled it. They, you know, decided not to make any more episodes or whatever. Now, four years on, it's kind of been revived by it. But I think it's down to the streaming distribution service called BritBox, which, as as it sounds like, specialises in kind of British drama. And they seem to have co-financed this revival um, with various other production companies that then ITV has bought and is showing now. Prime time. So it's not like, so it's almost like a kind of one it's of those. It's a streamlined production. ITV didn't bother with it. Then some of these other people came along going, oh, well, we'll do something with it, but we'll shift it to San Francisco to mm. make it um, a bit more, a more appeal to the American market, mm. obviously. Yeah. Um, it's actually filmed in Vancouver, though, mostly. Oh, is apparently. it? Not even San oh, I hate a switcheroo. Yeah, it's a switcheroo. And then ITV's gone, all right, well, we'll start anyway. So it's kind of quite a weird situation. Um, what did you think of it, though? Kay. I thought it was very, I thought it was good. It's the, the pace is too gentle for me, mm. I feel. Um, Murders don't all solve themselves quickly, Kay. I know. This is a serial murderer. I know, but I just, I wasn't engaged enough with the characters to fully care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, wow. been a, it's been a bad week for me in terms of, yeah. uh, when I was watching this, I was like, oh God. You're on a right Debbie Downer. Yeah, no, but I, I thought Orange New Black is all right, but yeah. Just to, re- oh just, God, to recap. just to recap. <laughs> oh, she's done with it. Absolutely over. Basically, Circle Cone on San Francisco. He's already going back to Orange wow. is the New Black. That's how little she... Was there, was any, there any redeeming? Yeah, redeeming. 
<laughs> I mean, listen, it's a great, it's a great period drama. Like the costumes. Do you not like want to know who did it? No. Oh. No, she but I love the jazz. Judy Graham like, and Rachel Sterling. Yeah, they were they stars. were great actresses. Yeah. Great exploring San set design. In the 50s. No, not great period drama. You know, like oh, period detail. Oh, you know, you know. Period details. Can I just say, oh. you know, when they start talking about the set so, design, oh. that you really aren't bothered. I wasn't. She's, she's got a right really? hump. Okay, were you guys week. gripped? Were you, I were you desperate to know who the murderer is? I am. Are you? Yeah, I thought it was good. Do you know what? what the one thing I didn't quite like was the... Um, I know this is going to sound weird. The filming quality was a bit strange, I thought, on it. I don't, I don't know what, what it was. The visual look of it. Yeah, mean? the look of it was a bit strange. But, I mean, I love anything with a murder in. And this anything at all? Oh, I do, God, really. Please, don't you? I assume most easy. things have murder in. Well, I do like a murder mystery, and I I like a period drama as well. So I thought it was, I, I was enjoyable. Yeah. Am I just would I? It's not one of those things. Where I'm thinking, oh god, I wish it would all drop at once. Absolutely not. <laughs> god no. I can definitely do this on a week by week basis. But you are going to carry on on a week by week basis watching it. Yes, yes, saying? I yes I am going to okay. carry on watching it because I yeah. want to know who the murderer is. Okay, I um. I felt more like it was a bit of a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I, I didn't what buy. Mean? I just didn't buy the whole. I think if they're gonna, if you're gonna, the original show was quite good. You know, I watched. Oh, the I didn't watch the original. It. And I think Rachel Sterling is great, and Judy Graham is great, and their characters are, are, are kind of interesting. And it's showing you, you know, these women did a huge heroic, important thing, and you know, kind of deals with that quite well. But it feels to me like I didn't buy the whole idea of it. It's like, oh, I, could, I kept saying, oh, well, the Americans are insisting you move it to America. So, you know, they're investigating these murders. And they literally, there's one line in it in late, late on in the episode where they go, you, can't, you don't just think we can just walk into yeah, your town yeah. and start solving crimes. We're I like, know. well, yes, we can. And this, that's what they're doing. And I didn't buy They moved from Bryn to San Francisco somehow. They suddenly arrived. Then everyone goes, yeah, all right. And there's like police involved. And they're going, but yeah, the help whole, us solve Hold on a minute. Murders. The whole point is, is that actually, no, no, no. Go the on. whole point is, is that they have met, they've got relationships from when they were working years ago. So the whole point is actually, it's oh. not just that they've walked in, it's like what the people that Maybe they're going their to jurisdiction, find, the, it the, seems quite... The know. people that they're going to find are people that they've <laughs> known. Issues. Yeah, there are a few no, issues. No, 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 hold on. Right. The people that they get in contact with are people that they've had professional oh, code-breaking relationships with. It's just not people. So they, I just they, kept seeing in my mind the writers desperately going, how can we make it vaguely believable it's that we're shunting these people from there to San Francisco? They've only gone for three weeks. They're going to try and solve <laughs> it in there. Sure That's what they it. say. Jean, she says she's not going to spend her life savings and then she decides she is going to. And they say, we'll yeah. go for three weeks yeah. and we'll solve the crime. I really like the characters. I like the new characters, the American characters. I thought that San Francisco setting was interesting. Mm. You know, you see this jazz club, you see these, there's a yeah, big I demonstration love the going on in the Fillmore district. And I love San Francisco. So I was interested in that. It's a kind of, it was just a weird melange of kind of things. And I didn't think, I, oh, you know, here's the big flaw for me. I don't okay. care who did it because I didn't feel there was any sense of any, any um, suspects or anything. Oh, what? Oh my God! What about all the what about all the scenes where they went cut to people's dudes. belts? All right, I know there was like all these dudes in part of the I belt. Watch. Need to have watched this properly. It didn't. It didn't hit me. It didn't impact on me. It's. Just, I mean, no. It's look. It's not groundbreaking, is it? But it's just fine. Fine, fine. How many stars are you giving it, then, stuff? I'm going to give it three and a half. I'm going to give it three. I'm going to give it three. There we go. And it is that's a recommendation. That is a recommendation. As they say on the Empire podcast that we've stolen. <laughs> If you are intrigued by the idea of the Bletchley Circle moving to San Francisco, then you can see the start of this series on the ITV channel Wednesday, next Wednesday, the 25th of July at 9pm. And finally, it's that time. It's question time. 
So in honour of the Bletchley Circle, colon San Francisco, <laughs> what is the best thing set in San Francisco? This is Doubtfire. I knew you were going to say that <laughs> very quickly because I had that on my list. Right, she's only on. just written it down. No, I've no, had she's it. She's only see? just bloody written it I've down. Had it. I've got something else though. Go on then. You sounded like Michael Caine there. I know. Bloody, bloody written it down. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, just yeah. in case that hysteria Famously fa- faded set in over, if you didn't cl- clearly hear, the Robin Williams a classic. classic. Robin a classic, Williams classic. classic. Steph. Okay, I have plumped for Zodiac. 2007's Zodiac. San Francisco Chronicle reporter Robert Graysmith. Oh, did you do that? How annoying is that? I'm just showing the piece of paper where I've written it down. I can, I can verify he uh, has all of that written yeah. down. Shall I show you about my, what my other one was going to be? Yeah. It was going to be, you know, that Hugh Grant and um, Julia... Uh, Julianne Moore film not is it nine months oh my god oh. that was terrible oh I really enjoyed that oh, I liked god. it because the houses were really nice the houses Sandra. were nice that that weren't a... they nice they she were lived nice. in such a nice house it's got Sandra Bullock in it I know but Julianne Moore oh, she's oh she is fantastic Julianne Moore, okay. Julianne Moore oh I wish I was related to her okay. she's so nice oh I've got a backup you can have that one you can have Zodiac I was going to choose Zodiac the brilliant David Fincher yeah. film which uses Jake the San Francisco locations I incredible mean, I mean that is probably the best one because it's Tales of the City which, of course, Ooh. is the Armistead Mopin. iconic Armistead Mopin books about this, the world of San Francisco. <gasps> and um, it's being revived, of course, on the Ooh. Netflix. And I think either later this year or early next year, it'll be back. I wish that had been my answer. Yeah. Well, it's, it's well a you plumped thing. Mrs. Doubtfire and you mm. said it very loudly and early on. Yeah, yeah I did. I, I peaked too soon. <laughs> I think, you know, I think we've all learned a valuable lesson today, which is, you I know, think, we, yeah. we can show brevity in our, in our viewing diaries. Daily Steph's diaries. a liar. Um, I was... <laughs> I was yeah. really, I really cut down well this until, week. Until she did cut down. One thing. Fatal she cut down, minute. but then she, she yeah. then she increased her addendums. Yeah. But what about those people who don't know that Power, the latest season of Power is back? They well, might have wanted to they've know They've now known for the fourth time. Wow. Um, do you want to add a few more things? Or if you do, I think Kane may don't well Don't give her that opportunity. Leap across <laughs> do you know the desk what? I don't. And tie you up. <laughs> um, so we'll be back next week. It is a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Bye.